When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show can be found on Podcast DC, the new local app with hundreds of options in local news, health, and of course, of the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all the Empire shows as well as the other great content. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today I have on the legendary Rick Doc Walker, former hog, former member of the broadcast crew who now hosts his own podcast. I found out more about what Doc is up to these days, what he misses about his old job, and we discussed the changes in Washington and where this team is headed. Doc is always great. You can follow Doc on Twitter at Rick Doc Walker. And again, you can check out his podcast. You can find where to get it over there. You can read my work on ESPN.com. I have a story up now about running back Antonio Gibson taking a look at what to expect in 2021. I'm bullish on Gibson and have been for a while. I think others are too. Before I share my conversation with Doc Walker, a couple things. Former Washington running back Darius Geis had his misdemeanor charges of assault and battery dropped earlier this week. Charges of strangulation were dropped earlier in the year. He reached a settlement with the woman, and based on Virginia law, as long as the woman shows up to court and states in writing that her, her acceptance of the settlement, then the charges can be dropped. I don't know what was involved in the settlement, how much money, if there was even a financial arrangement. I know it sounds silly to say that last part, but I don't have all the facts. So while we can guess at what it was, I can't state for certain what it was. I was asked a few times on Twitter what this meant for his football future, and I honestly don't know. I also saw people saying that he should get a second chance. I don't think anyone, including the NFL, owes him anything. What I do know, they were on the fence about him here in Washington before they cut him, simply because they worried about what might happen with him. I've told you before, but it's worth repeating, Carolina was not did not have him on their draft board when he came out that year. Other teams did not either, and those who were on the fence about him certainly could have a different thought about him now, pushing him perhaps one way. Don't forget, he's been accused of multiple things during his time at LSU as well, all of which he's denied. But if you're an NFL team, would you take a shot at somebody in his spot? And he hasn't exactly done anything in the NFL because of those knee injuries. Another concern about it coming out were the knees. I haven't talked to 31 other teams about him, so who knows what all are thinking. But you look at his resume, and I asked someone from an NFC team about him, and the response I got back was succinct. Hurt and bad character. Tough combo. The whole situation with Geis is a damn shame, and I'm not making a judgment on what transpired in this ordeal, but just in general. Obviously, I wasn't involved in any of this stuff, but I just know from a football standpoint, he had a lot going for him when he entered the NFL. Charisma, talent, could have been a star. And I remember thinking his rookie year, this kid produces, he's going to be a star because of the personality that he was showing publicly. Fans loved him during this first camp. Almost, they gravitated him, they gravitated to him in a way they did with young quarterbacks. 
but it takes more than talent to succeed in the NFL, a lot more. I know people always say they don't want choir boys, but you do need people with good character who work hard, who are all, who are available. You need to be available. The Hogs used to practice in camp. And I remember Joe Gibbs telling me one time he'd go in the huddle, they'd have beer on their breasts. They weren't saints. They didn't cross lines and they were available. That's why you must pay attention to the red flags as much as you pay attention to the talent. Talent can be intoxicating, but if that's all you see, then you'll struggle to put together a winning team. There have been guys who've come out in the draft before with red flags. Tyron Matthew, he had him. He's been a star, but not everybody's like that. So that's why you have to pay attention to him. And when you're putting together a team, it does matter. And again, talent alone doesn't cut it. Next topic, and last, real quick, last item, or actually two more items. Still sounds like former Washington right tackle Morgan Moses will sign with the New York Jets. It's not official. That's still the word. That's still the expectation. I've always learned, though, that things can change last minute for a variety of reasons. So until a guy signs, it's never 100%. But for those wondering, that's still the way it looks right now. Finally, one thing I'll be curious to see this summer is how Washington's backup defensive ends develop. I know that's a concern of the staff because they don't have they don't have great depth at defensive end beyond Sweat and Young. They clearly didn't want to re-sign Ryan Kerrigan. The feeling I got was that they felt his play lessened the more the more snaps he received. You know, you maybe ten to after ten snaps or so, then the productivity waned. Then there was his age, but they didn't know what they would get out of him. And there are numerous question marks at the spot entering the season. So it's a little bit of a gamble that they let him go because he would have come back on the cheap. It wouldn't shock me, though, to see them add somebody here, whether in August or after final cuts, once they see how those young ends either have developed from the spring or from last season, see if guys like Tuhill or James Smith-Williams or the draft picks can provide any help. At that point, then you make a decision. But it is a question mark going in, which is why the Kerrigan one is worth paying attention to um, how he does with Philly and the spot that in, and how the backup ends here develop. We'll see. Anyway, that's it for me. After this break, I'll be back with my conversation with Doc Walker. Always love talking to him. I asked him if there's something different he sees in this team compared to others in the past that failed to build on success. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up? It's Mike Jones from the Football Jones Podcast. I know you're enjoying your time with the John Kime Report, but once you're done, I want to invite you to come over and check out my podcast. Each week, we take a deep dive into some of the most pressing topics around the NFL. High-profile guests from the coach, player, and front office ranks, as well as the top league insiders. Check out the Football Jones Podcast, another fine product brought to you by Empire Media. Welcome back. Now, here's my conversation with Rick Doc Walker. All right, Doc, so good to talk to you again. Before we get started... I need you to tell people, what are you up to now? Because I get asked a lot about you. So tell you got a few things going on. Tell people what you're doing. 
Well, I'm doing a podcast, as are you. I'm on at patreon.com forward slash Doc Walker. And uh, like Netflix, like, you know, Apple Music, whatever. It's a subscription site and uh, and with Steve Solomon. And uh, having some fun at it, you know, going into the second month. Um, I love it because it's an entrepreneurial site. It's a venture. And that's what it is. We're talent. We're artists, whether you think so or not. But even if we make you laugh or cry, but it's what we do. And it's and so I'm approaching it in that manner. And, uh, you know, it's not like government cheese. I don't pass this out for nothing. And so you want to come to the table. You got to go to a concert. You buy a ticket, put on a nice outfit and come in and then be entertained. If not, then see you later. And the thing I've always respected and, and liked about you is you always evolve. And you had a role with this franchise and that role, you know, you were no more, but yet you continue to evolve. And that's what I've always, that's one of the things I've always liked about you, Doc. Well, you don't get to pick your bosses sometimes, you know what I mean? They have to select you. The key is do the best you can and bring it. And, and that's what I do and always can continue to do that. We understand based on track records about people that make good decisions over bad ones. And that's why track record is so important. Yes, so is. Uh, we'll see how it rolls out, but the beat goes on. And uh, the very few industries that people continue to pay you after they no longer use your services, that really doesn't happen. So um, you got to keep your skills sharp. I understand the game. I, you know, I get it. And we'll see how it rolls out. Did you miss doing the games? Oh, yeah. I, I love doing games. Um, I, I was able to transcend from doing college games in the booth. I really, but I love, I got so intoxicated by being close to the game. The only thing that replaces playing is being close to it. The booth yeah. doesn't do it. You're too far away. And now with new stadium designs, they ended up moving the broadcasters almost on top of the lights. They treated it like you were a non-factor. Even though you're calling the games, it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen, but they did across the board. So they're so far away. You got to have a telescope to see the game. But when you're on the sidelines, you feel it. And you also get closer with the guys because you understand the dialogue that goes on. You hear the game plan. You see corrections being made. Me and the snapper, kicker, and all my field guys, I mean, you're with them the whole game. And so there's a closeness that comes in. Also, you see the injuries and you yeah. see it up close. So it's far more emotionally, you, you, it, you get so close. That's the hardest part not having that because it's not about being a fan. Right. At this point, you're connected to them. You're, in you're the high-fiving guys. Guys get a touchdown. You jump and do a chest bump. Well, I've done some of the dumbest things in the world because I wasn't planning it. It right. takes you over. When you're on that sideline, being that close to the game, it's very, very hard to shake. And, and the fans, three hours early, talking, especially my favorite people are the people that work the stadium. So the yeah. people that are there in the in the you know in the in the bottom of the of the pro project, cooking, cleaning, setting up, field crews, you know what you're there too. Same thing. Well, well you know it's and funny because that's the fraternity. Yeah. You know what the parking lot attendants? There's so much of it now. COVID, and because there was COVID and nobody was basically there, that was the easiest separation. Right. Because you know nobody was there. It'll be it'll be rough to see it, but you don't know till you see it. 
Um, but that's the way it goes. It goes from, you know, high school to college to the pros. And there's a departure in every unit of that. It's like losing the arm, but it grows back. And then you go to the next one. And But that's the key to it. And um, and hoping that the product, because all that matters is the product on the field. Everything else is, is a throwaway. It's not like you were essential to the winning because, hell, they didn't win. But it, it you do feel connected, as do all the people on the beat. And once you've been a beat reporter, which I was able to do from television for years, then you're there like you are. But writing is the ultimate to it because you put in the most time and they give you the least access. <laughs> I never figured this thing out that. You got the biggest job to do in the shortest space with the least amount of access, but yet people are concerned about the image of a team. It just doesn't make sense to me. But yeah. it is what it is. What are you be doing this fall then? Uh, no idea. Still working on um, it um, because I don't. I don't have. There's no time. I'm just understanding what the the new program is, and so you have to adjust to it once you just heard about it. So you go, okay, right. you gotta you gotta be. But that's the whole thing about life. Always like, flexible. Always looking for the next challenge. Well, that's why I said that's what I always like how you have approached it because you, you know, you talk about entrepreneurial, that's always kind of been you, you know, you've yeah. got all, you've got a lot of ventures that people have no clue about because that's just who you are. And that's why, that's why you're doc Walker and we're not, but that, but you know, but that's always been who you are. That's who you are. And so I'm from a very competitive marketplace, Los Angeles, California. I mean, California is just so competitive when you train in that environment, and you're in the job market, and you're out there going, you, you, first of all, you can't sleep late. I don't sleep late. You know, I sleep standing up. So <laughs> I got to understand what the next phase is and what I have to do, and I'm hungry to do it because I see it done so poorly that it's almost a sin not to get involved in every phase of whatever it is because the bar is not that high. So that's my attitude to go into an attack mode and get it going and just hope that, I hope I get a better product to work with. You know, I just hope that because right. really it's been a rough go. Yes, it has. Representing something that's not successful. So yeah, it it has been. I had I had beat reporters come up coming up to me. It was in 2019 and saying, "Man, I'm sorry you have to endure all this." Like, you know, it's your job and you approach it a certain way. And no matter if they're winning or losing, I have one approach to take. Because if you take an me approach too. for when they're winning, you're not going to be around for to cover it a long time. You're just not. No. But, you know, I yeah. think we'd all enjoy, I think watching a better product makes it more interesting. Yeah, it is. But you want that product to be successful. I've been so close to it for so long that you do internalize it. It'll be refreshing to have no ties whatsoever. Right. In that and, and seeing how it alters. Hopefully it won't at all. But you don't know that. Right. You know, because I know when I see John Allen come off a field and I know that he's had two guys go at his knee. We're in Philadelphia. I mean, it took my breath away. I mean, I, I, I was like, when I see guys hurting like that, I hurt. You feel that about them. And um, I, I want to see what that feels like not to have that. I don't know. Cause I've, I've always been that close to it. Right. It'll be interesting, you know, and that's the exciting part. It's like when I covered, you know, college, 22 years and when you're it was to me because i love the prep 
So when you're yes. when you're doing a game, you call, that, that to me is not it. I enjoy it. It is something that I attack because I go, wait a minute, I got five, six days to do. Are you serious? Because I was doing two and three games a week. So the volume when you go at that pace, one is no problem. But do you love the research? And I say to young people, even I older agree. people, if they're, if they're listening, do what you love to do. This never work. If you got somebody say, oh, God, I got to watch Monday Night Football because I have the Patriots next week. That's how you approach it? Yeah. No. I'm yeah. like, hey, I get to see. I'm watching the Patriots Monday night. I don't have to go through traffic. I don't have to sit in a stinky stadium. I'm sitting on my on my 65-inch screen. Life is good. And I'm, I'm taking notes and talking to a recorder. That's love. Yeah. But, it's, you know, I can't speak for it, John. When we do this, if you have me on after it's all said and done, then we'll see how but, it comes out. But, you know, it is funny, though, because you do have to love the preparation. So, even for me, like if this team is three and ten on Monday morning, when I can get the access to the all twenty-two, I'm sitting down and watching it because I'm still exactly. going to learn because I still have exactly. to cover them whether they're three and ten or ten and three. It don't matter. And also, you want it to. It's just like a quarterback. You have to take the same approach. Every, every player take the same approach every week, and the games become more enjoyable when I know going into that game like okay, these are five things I'm going to watch. Now, it doesn't always unfold that way, but I feel prepared and I feel like I can do my job at a high level. Let's switch to um, the current team. And I'm curious from your perspective how you view this team after the offseason because going to camp, is, and we've talked, we talked on your podcast about pads mean everything. But how do you, I mean, view, how do you view their offseason this year? Well, I view, it, I, I view it as being great because they didn't lose anybody. No ACLs. No Achilles. I mean, a guy can have a he bench pressing, you know, 900 pounds that could cave his chest, and none of that happened. So, first of all, get everybody to the marketplace. Um, what I judge everything by is competence. Do they actually know what the plan is? It is up to the coordinators to develop a plan that they can comprehend. You don't get to draw just because you're capable of drawing. You got to draw what they comprehend. Otherwise, you're an ineffective leader. Right. That's when the offense or defense doesn't click with his personnel. We've seen that so many times. We're masters at that now. We know in Washington what not to do. What I'm looking forward to is seeing it done right. Like Jack Del Rio, I thought he reached a common ground with his defensive troops. I don't think they opened up fuzzy, warm and fuzzy. No. But I think Jack's communication skills played to his advantage. They bought in. And then they were able to excel. And up until the last game against the Bucks, okay, the world champions, they were admirable, okay? That was their worst performance. But it was in the biggest stage. So that'll fuel them. I think those guys are going to get after it. I'm waiting to see what Scott does with his offense and his personnel. Joe Jackson gives the best I've ever been around. And it only took him two and a half weeks to figure out that we weren't going to be Eric Coriel. So I'm going to judge Turner based on his ability to adapt to his personnel, right. not what he's dreamt about, but what he actually has in front of him, and then make it work. Because he's got the guys, I think, with the IQ to do it. He's confident enough to be able to make it happen. Now will he get a guy under center that will allow him to do what he'd really like to do? The rest of it's up to the big uglies, the O-line, D-line, and I trust them. And so we'll see what happens. Um, with the O-line, how do you, you know, to me, there's a lot more depth there. How do you assess them? Well, um, 
without him in, in armor. I think right. the kid out of LSU, Charles, who was injured, he's a prospect, great-looking body, but we've seen that before. What I want to know is where Sheriff's mind is at. Are we going to go through this like we did with the quarterback in Minnesota or not? To me, this is a loose end. I hate loose ends. But I think they've loaded up just in case he does the Aaron Rodgers. They just move forward. So I kind of think we got enough talent that's interchangeable parts. Guard to tackle. Tackle a guard, right or left. That gives them leverage. And they're going to need it because nobody stays healthy the whole year. But if they get some luck in that, Lucas kid, man, I just really – I just – and Sharp, I could have hugged him because he improved. He did. He went from, again, from the junkyard to where he's in the showroom now. And that that's why I give Coach credit. Coach Matt, he can teach. He gets mm-hmm. results. It ain't talk with him. Rouye, six-round pick, this is why we're, we're at our best. Mid-round picks that become diamonds. We're really good at that. Where we stink is the higher we go up. It's Russian roulette. Second, you don't know what you're going to go. Yeah, the you, second, you, round you don't know. second round pick. Stay away from trade it. Trade the second from now on. <laughs> Let it go to some, get two threes. I like it. I just nothing about this I don't like that I dislike because we got the dancing bear back from Miami. We should have never let him go for $10 million. But, again, what it should have could. Now he's back. We got options. And, and that's what I think you go into. I don't know who will be the five. I just know we'll have eight that can play. Right. And I think that's be, with a 17-game season, that's vital. I think I also know, like with Sheriff, even if his mind is right, he's shown in the past he's going to miss games. Now, if you have the right guys in there, whether it's Flowers or Charles or you have Wes Schweitzer, how, you know, you don't Love have Schweitzer. to have, You're going to have – yeah, He's tough. And, like, you're, oh. you're going to have a drop-off after Sheriff, but it doesn't have to be severe. And you can keep going. You don't have to change everything if he's not there. So that's a good thing. Are you buying Ryan Fitzpatrick? What do you think? No, I think Ryan is an upgrade from what they had because their guy is out of football now. And as much as we love – I love Smitty. Yeah. But he's too hard to protect. So he becomes as good as he was, he still he hindered my offense because I couldn't expand it. Right. So the other guys, they're never healthy enough to, to where I can keep going. What Heineke showed you was some umph. Yes, he, it, he, energy. he just it, it, you're right, it's energy. I call it umph because wow. He didn't play like a guy, hey, guys, uh, what do I do next? He came in like, okay, let's do this. That's what we needed. We needed a let's go do this. Allen may be just as good, but we don't know. Right. We know what Fitz can do. He's been on display every single time. We know that Fitz can keep you active. He can bring you back. But unless you have a running game with him, you're going to end up where all his teams end up on the verge, but just don't quite make it or get in and get right back out. To me, I'm a run, I'm a run guy. I, philosophically, me and Woody Hayes got along well. I just don't believe that you can build a football team with trickery. I think it's, it's, bad, for, it's bad for everything. I think that when your basis is that, hey, come hella high water, we're going to be able to move the football way we want to. 
We dictate. We're not dictated to. That's philosophical. They can do whatever they choose to do. But I saw the Tampa Bay game, and I judge them by one game and one game only, the Tampa game. And because they earned the right to be there, and they were gutted. Okay, gutted. They could not get any pressure on the quarterback, and they ran the ball right down their throat. So that's how I start. To me, I'm not patting them on the back. I'm coming in and saying, okay, here's where we were. Here's the world champs. We didn't even come close. So who are we? Who do we want to be? We owe them. Who I want to play, I want Tampa back. That's who right. I want. And then we can see. You guys can praise them and make them all pros and all this, as you do in the media quite regularly. Yeah, I hear it all the time. This guy is the greatest in all that. We did five sacks. What, what are you talking about? But, okay, we'll wait and see. I ain't seen nothing great at all other than 17. And so other than him, I'm really waiting to see where all these great people are and great right. players because I haven't seen it. Well, great. You know, that's, if you have a lot of great players, you should have a great record. So that's, that's, that's what I would say. And, you know, it's funny that you say that with the run game because I was talking to somebody earlier in the offseason. And they they mentioned like right now he felt like because the way the line was last year is like they didn't have a bread and butter. What was the go to run on third down and two? You can call this run and you know you're going to get those two yards. They that was something he's like they need the bread and butter stuff. So we'll see like if the is, if the line is better like we think it would be or more consistent and depth and all that. And then if Antonio Gibson improves, that could be that guy. Like did you it. like did you like watching him or what did you think? Yeah, no, I like all the receivers that played running back. I mean, I, those guys, they're not the problem. They did the best they could. I would like to have seen one, one hammer. You know, going all the way back when we had the former Heisman Trophy winner here, I wanted them to have one slug hammer, one slug hammer, and then they could have the crescent wrenches around them. But they had all crescent wrenches. So they had, so to me, that's predictable because everybody knows you're going to swing a guy, stretch a guy. You refuse to hit me in the face. You want to hit me from angles. And you, we're, we're, we're this. I want to be that. Right. So that's on them. And, and you know what? They got some good backs. They have a uh, – Randy's done a fantastic job. Yeah. I like them. Hey, man, I'm pulling for them. But you got to show me more than you did against Tampa. Because yes. that plan with that per, your personnel, you were inferior. We have seen – you and I have both been around a long time to see teams here that have not lived up to the preseason expectations. And everybody listening to this is going to say, so have we, because it's, it's been there. So there are now more expectations. And is there something different, do you feel, with this team compared to those in the past that couldn't do it? No, because I haven't seen their team yet. It depends on who makes it. And when I say make it, not just make the team, but survive camp with, without being injured. You know, it, who's going to actually be here and what's going to be the approach? I bet I don't know. What I do know is that it looks like it's going to be the most athletic team I've seen here in a decade, just from an athletic standpoint. The question is, from a toughness standpoint, will they be that? Um, which are the playoff teams, the 12 team, the 15 team? Which playoff team? And we've gone twice, three times now. The rest of them are garbage. So what? Which one of those is this team going to take on? Are they going to come back as the defending Eastern champions with their chest stuck out and challenging people? And I won't know until I see the Giant game. And are they going to come after the Giants? Because right now, 
That's all I can think about after the Chargers. Right. They lost to him twice. He was swept by the yeah. Giants. And so, but to me, the Chargers, I'm worried because our people in our, in our East Coast, you don't respect the West that's a, enough. That's going to be a good team. Yeah, but you know it. You're scared. Like, I'm frightened of it. Yeah, but these a, people are, oh, you know, it ain't just the Chargers. Yeah. Their quarterback's better than anybody you have on your team. He's okay. Good. They they were and they was four games that they gave away that would have put them in a playoff position. If they get their people healthy, you're coming up with a new right tackle going against the best pat down rusher in the league at that yeah. position week one. So you can pat yourself on the back all you want to. All I'm telling you is that if these guys don't get as hype for the Chargers as they would the Cowboys or Giants or Eagles, they're gonna be in for a rude awakening. Because I guarantee the Chargers they lost no sleep about coming here to play them. That's what I want, an attack mindset against the to get the opener going. Because when you don't start off in the division, that's why I like starting in the division. Yeah. You can't lose outside the division. That's just you can't do it. We have got to come out and win week one. What I like, what I've heard from Rivera is there's so much talk about competition that I think it plays to the not wanting to feel like, hey, we've gotten somewhere. It's more like you're still building somewhere to get there. And his, he, he told me the other day, like the phrase this year is going to be now what? So as in now, what do you do? You did this. Now what? Because you, you can't just one, you can't assume growth. You've still got to take the same approach. So I think that that's a little bit of a difference, too, although it's not like Joe Gibbs didn't know how to do it. Um, you know, but I, you know, so we'll see. Last thing, Doc, and we've talked about okay. this before. I think I know your answer. Do you have a name preference? Yeah, I, the football team's fine. I'm fine with that. Um, what I don't want to be is the Wizards. I don't want them to blow this and we end up being like a cartoon. Right. I, I'd rather stay with the memories I have of Burgundy and Gold and the Skins because it was so emotional. So, um, but whatever they do, that's fine. As long as the color. See, I've been saying this until I've almost lost my voice. I didn't even know what the Crimson Tide. I didn't even know Al was the elephant was a mascot. I just knew Crimson Tide. Right. Okay. So what's wrong with Burgundy and Gold? And our mascots, the Hogs. And just move on. Because at the end of the day, what, what matters? It, win. And then whatever the name is, the football team, the, the public tried to make a joke out of it, you know, TV networks or whatever. But when you win, not that they're chasing champs. Right. Less laughter going on in the background now, okay? And so just do it together. They kept the colors. I love the fight song. Make sure it incorporates our fight song. See, I, I still love the Wild Bunch, the Over the Hill Gang, you know, the Pearl Harbor crew, the, the Capital Punishment, the Hall, fun bunch. the Fun Bunch. Which is too much history to have that trashed out to become – Pilots? The what? No, right. I got to be able to tie into the history, so that the song, the band, I just got to hear that fight song. There's too many ways creatively to tie it into it. Fight for old DC, and if we can keep some of that in there, that's what I would like. But I'll have no control over it. So things I have no control in, I spend very little time pondering about them whatsoever. It'll be whatever makes money right, as it always is. Yes. And um, and that's really the only reason it changed, not because it was derogatory, but because it became a financial and 
impediment to uh, to the bottom line. And, and we all know that. So let's just be honest about it and figure it out, whether this FC, the soccer stuff, whatever. Whatever they decide, fine to me. They will always be the burgundy and gold to me, period. And so whatever they call them, it's fine. I just want the, them to be respected and not be joked on because that pissed me off when networks would say, you know, this team, football or whatever. Well, before you just call them Washington, what's wrong with that? Well, what's wrong with Washington? You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't understand that. But that was there your you colleagues go. that did that. Yeah. I, I Yeah. I've heard all the same stuff. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. Whatever. Doc, you're the best. It's great catching up with you. I'm working on it, John. Always a pleasure to be a part of what you're doing. And, uh, hey, man, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. We'll be talking again down the road. So thanks a lot, Doc. I hope so. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Hey, everyone. I want to tell you about a fun new offer from Monkey Knife Fight that can enhance any sports experience, whether you're at a game, on your couch, or in a bar. It's a daily fantasy sports league that is easy to play. You can sign up on monkeyknifefight.com using promo code JKR and play games such as more or less. Will an NBA player score more or less than a listed point total? You can do the same in baseball. Will a pitcher have more or less strikeouts than a given amount, etc.? It's fun, and every Friday it's Home Run Derby, and on three guys who have home runs that night, all three hit one, you share in the prize pool. Every week you can participate in their eagle-eyed jackpot based on the PGA Tour. Choose from any sport, from NASCAR to UFC and League of Legends. And of course, once football rolls back around, there will be even more fun prop bets. This is daily sports betting designed for the average fan to use their knowledge and have some fun. Sign up now at monkeyknifefight.com and use promo code JKR. That's promo code JKR. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Doc Walker for joining me and thanks to you as always for listening. You've played a huge role in building up this podcast and I never take you listening for granted. I'll be back with former Washington tight end Logan Paulson on Sunday. He watched some more tape of Jamin Davis and John Bass And after that, he provides some great insight for me and you. Talk to you next time.